0: Welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, April 10th. And we start with local news. The City of Columbia contracted with Core Distinction Group to conduct a hotel market feasibility study for Columbia. The recently completed study indicated the greatest need in the area is in downtown for this community of 43,000 people, located just 45 minutes south of Nashville. The City Council identified a downtown hotel as a strategic priority, given the lack of a centrally located hotel in Columbia said Assistant City Manager Thad Jablonski. The city's retail recruitment consultants, Retail Strategies, recommended that the city work with Core Distinction Group, the two companies having worked on numerous projects together. The study provides the city, prospective developers, and other stakeholders with data on the feasibility of a downtown hotel, he said. Columbia City Council took the initiative to invest in a hotel market feasibility study as a priority action item of the city's annual strategic plan. The feasibility study, completed by Core Distinction Group in 2022, indicated a need for an upper-mid-scale to upscale hotel with 90 to 100 recommended guest rooms. They also indicated the property should offer amenities such as complimentary breakfast, fitness center, meeting room, pool, and on-site convenience shop. Columbia has many possible locations for a new hotel, but the beautiful downtown area has great potential to be the ideal spot for a new hotel, stated Jessica Junker, managing partner at Core Distinction Group, LLC. The community of Columbia attracts a great deal of both business and leisure travelers to the area and is currently losing those travelers to neighboring communities. This local economic loss can be recaptured with a new upper-scale hotel product, she said. Core Distinction Group specializes in comprehensive hotel market feasibility studies. With more than 600 hotel market feasibility studies complete, their more than 50 years of hands-on industry experience offers clients a valuable knowledge and understanding of each unique community. A one-size-fits-all approach will never produce a productive and precise outcome. Core Distinction Group delivers custom solutions tailored to the community's specific needs. Additionally, clients return to Core Distinction Group for help with convention or conference center feasibility studies, restaurant feasibility studies, marketing, and much more. Colleagues in the hotel industry turn to Core Distinction Group expert knowledge for training, sales, revenue, marketing, and operations management consulting. The City of Columbia is currently encouraging inquiries from interested developers, particularly those with experience with projects on scale of the recommendations in the Core Distinction Group Feasibility Study. You can contact Assistant City Manager Thad Jablonski with the City of Columbia if you have interest in learning more about the potential hotel project by emailing him at tjablonski at columbiatn.com. The Columbia State Community College Foundation recently established a new scholarship endowment from Joe Townsend in memory of his wife, Shirley Reed Townsend, and daughter, Stephanie Townsend. In February, Joe created the Stephanie, Shirley Reed, and Joe J.W. Townsend Endowment Scholarship Fund to honor the memory of his late wife and daughter. While he now resides in Murfreesboro, Joe was born and raised in Lawrence County, He and his wife always aspire to financially assist high school graduates in Lawrence County to further their education. This endowment will go into the future positively impacting students and bring to remembrance the Townsend family's connections to Lawrence County, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. We appreciate the support and encouragement it will provide to students, she said. The scholarship is available for Lawrence County High School graduates attending Columbia State Community College. The Columbia State Foundation is a 501c3 organization that supports and partners with the college to positively impact students' success and communities in which it serves. On Friday, Tri Green Equipment held their grand opening. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting to see what they have to offer.
1: This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I am at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Tri Green Equipment uh, here out on 412 in Columbia on the bypass. It's uh, bright, colorful. green and white uh, balloons everywhere. There are countless numbers of green tractors and farm equipment, uh, lawn mowing equipment, things like that about. It's a fun occasion. I'm speaking with Josh Miller, who is the manager of this location of Tri-Green Equipment. Josh, congratulations. Thank you, Delk. Appreciate y'all coming out today. Uh, yeah, we got, uh, we're here at our new store at our 271 Theta Pike location and, uh, here in Columbia, Tennessee. Proud to be here in this new store. And, uh, we do have a lot of stuff to offer everyone here. We got a full line of, uh, of, of, anything from, uh, your lawnmower all the way up to, uh, your combine if that's what your need is. So, uh, we can take care of all John Deere needs here in Murray County. And, uh, we look forward to seeing everybody. Wow. Congratulations. Now, you offer service and parts as well, correct? Yes, sir, we do. Uh, we have a full parts and service department here. We do service everything that we sell So, and carry parts for them. Okay, talk about your days and hours. Yes, sir. We're open uh, Monday through Friday from 7 to 5, and then on Saturdays from 7 to noon. So we're here uh, six days a week and uh, just here to help you out. For more information about what you have to offer at this location, where do you go? Sure, you can visit us on the web at www.trygreen.com and uh, search down for Columbia Branch. Or you can give us a call at 931-388-1557. We look forward to hearing from you guys. That's 931-388-1557. That's right. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, from Porch Radio, speaking with Josh Miller, who is the manager of this new location of Tri-Green Equipment on the bypass here in Columbia, and we're celebrating their grand opening and ribbon-cutting of this location. Josh, again, congratulations. Thank you, Dale. Appreciate you guys coming and see us. Will do.
0: Mount Pleasant announced that it received a notice to proceed with construction from the Tennessee Department of Transportation, or TDOT, in late March, which moves the project to the bidding phase. The project is phase one of a downtown revitalization project that will include new accessible sidewalks, ADA-compliant pedestrian ramps, new pedestrian lighting and amenities including benches, trash receptacles, and bike racks. T. awarded the city one and a quarter million dollars in transportation alternatives program or TAP grant funds in 2018 for the pedestrian improvements. As part of the grant agreement, the city must provide a minimum match of 20% to receive those funds. In an effort to do a comprehensive project, the city has worked with the water and sewer department to conduct water and sewer rehabilitation simultaneously. Mount Pleasant Power is also assisting the city in funding the lighting and traffic signalization portion of the project. In total, the project construction is expected to cost about $2.5 million. This project has been in the making for many years. It started with a downtown master plan, continued with a grant application to TDOT, then years of coordination and going through TDOT's required processes. We are thrilled to finally put this project out to bid, said City Manager Kate Collier. The bidding process is expected to be initiated over the next several weeks, with a bid opening in early May. More approvals and coordination with TDOT will have to take place before a formal award is made. However, the city hopes to be able to begin construction later this summer and the project completed by the fall of 2024. The schedule of implementation of the Phase 1 project is timely, given that the City was was awarded approximately $1.85 million in a 2022 TAP grant for the pedestrian improvements in the Phase 2 project area. This is part of the City's ongoing commitment to implement the Master Plan for Revitalization of Mount Pleasant's downtown. The Tennessee Department of Health and the Faith-Based Community is offering the Bringing Health to You Health and Wellness Fair. The event will take place on April 29th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Macedonia Church of Christ, located at 123 Clinch Drive in Columbia. The fair will offer hands-on health checkups with on-site local health professionals, community resources on health education, testing and vaccines, real-time dental appointment scheduling on-site, and free healthy recipes and samples. Participating organizations include the Murray Regional Medical Center Mobile Medical Unit, the Women's Center, the Cancer Center, the Tennessee Department of Health, Meharry Medical Center, Clinical Research Associates, Department of Children's Services, Behavioral Health Group, Brittany Pye LMT, and Chef Jules. For more information, you can email jennifer.kinzer at tn.gov or call or text the number 931 800 Eight three four four. Blood Assurance and Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder are calling on residents to donate the gift of life during National Volunteer Month. Since nineteen ninety one, the month of April has been dedicated to honoring all volunteers throughout the United States, as well as encouraging volunteerism like giving blood. In recognition of the occasion, Mayor Mulder is featured in a new public service announcement produced by Blood Assurance. This is an opportunity to call, to answer the call, and give back," Mayor Mulder said in the promotional video. Knowing that it will go on to help someone who needs it, I can't imagine a more important calling," he said. Blood Assurance is the sole supplier of blood and blood products to the city's only hospital, Murray Regional Medical Center. The nonprofit has donation centers, a donation center at fourteen twelve Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. It's important that our blood supply levels remain at a point that doesn't get crucial for our community, noted Mayor Mulder. I'm grateful for blood assurance and what they mean for our community as far as giving back, he said. Donors can schedule an appointment online at www.bloodassurance.org forward slash schedule. Call one 800 or text the word ba give to the number 999-777. Walk-ins are also accepted. All individuals who donate from now through April 30th will receive a commemorative Super Donor t-shirt. Murray County Public Schools invites area industries and businesses to their Senior Salute Day and Strive to Drive giveaway on Thursday, April 20th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Columbia Central High School football stadium at Murray County Park. During this event, one lucky senior will win a 2023 Jeep Compass from Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat. In addition to the Jeep Compass giveaway, this event will showcase seniors from every Murray County Public School high school and allow area businesses to meet over 800 students and share with them what your business has to offer. If you're interested in participating in the Senior Salute Day Career Fair event, you can email askmcps at k 12 org the murray county chamber and economic alliance kicked off their annual shop local passport adventure where's murray the mule this event presented by stan mcnab chevrolet of columbia encourages people to discover explore and support small businesses across murray county Murray Alliance launched this event in 2016 to support local businesses and provide a fun activity for families during Spring Break and Mule Week. Where's Murray the Mule is just one initiative from the Murray Alliance to help support the small business community that is one that both people and businesses look forward to each year. The event has grown every year since its inception and is now a two-week event with 35 participating businesses. I've lived in Murray County my whole life and discovered many new businesses while participating in Where's Murray the Mule last year. It was my first time to participate in that event, and me and a friend went to 30 businesses in a single day, said Marvin Russell, the 2022 Grand Prize winner. Those interested in joining the search for Murray the Mule this year can pick up a passport from any sponsor, uh, from the event sponsor, rather, Stan McNabb Chevrolet of Columbia, Murray Alliance, or any of the 35 participating businesses. Once you have a passport, visit as many local businesses as possible, find the Marie the Mule image hidden at each business, and get your passport stamped or signed by an employee. Visiting at least five businesses will enter you into a participation drawing for local first gift cards. Visiting 20 businesses qualifies you for the grand prize drawing. If you visit 25 businesses, you will get a double entry into the grand prize drawing, and if you win 30 businesses, you will get a triple entry into the grand prize drawing. To be entered into the grand prize drawing, passports must be turned in at the Marie Alliance office by tomorrow, Tuesday, april eleventh at five PM. Winners will be randomly selected on Tuesday, April I'm sorry, Wednesday, april twelfth. Two lucky people will win the grand prize, which is four hundred fifty dollars in gift prizes from participating businesses. Murray Alliance's Local First gift cards will also be given away. Visit www.murrayalliance.com forward slash Where's Murray 23 for more information. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Wendy Elizabeth Hall McClouth, 47, Senior Compensation Analyst at Brookdale Senior Living and a resident of Kalioka, died Thursday, April 6th at Murray Regional Medical Center. A memorial service for Mrs. McLeod will be conducted Monday at 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 2 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Ms. Alexi Shay Hargrove, 27, a resident of Jean Fitzgerald Road in Columbia, died Thursday, April 6th at Vanderbilt Medical Center. Funeral services for Alexi will be Wednesday, April 12th at 12 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in West Point Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday, April 11th from 3 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Bobby Wayne White, Sr., 86, a retired employee of Columbia Daily Herald and a resident of Columbia died Saturday, April 8th at NHC Murray Regional Transitional Care. Funeral services for Mr. White are incomplete at this time and will be announced later by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years.
2: When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family.
1: What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy. We made it easier. Oaks
0: and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunny skies today and a high of 71 degrees. Wind will be out of the south-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low of 42 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today.
2: Family
0: First. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Vice President Kamala Harris on Friday praised three Tennessee Democratic lawmakers who staged a protest in favor of gun control on the State House floor in an act of defiance that led angry Republicans to expel two of them from the General Assembly. In a surprise trip to Nashville, Harris said the three Democrats, Representatives Justin Jones of Nashville, Justin Pearson of Memphis, and Gloria Johnson of Knoxville, showed courage in pushing for gun reform following a mass shooting at a Nashville private Christian school that killed six people. It wasn't about these three leaders. It was about what they were representing, she said during an event at Fisk University. It's about whose voices they were channeling. Is that not what a democracy allows? She asked. House Republicans voted Thursday to expel Jones and Pearson, both of whom are black, for their role in the protest. Johnson, who is white, dodged an expulsion by one vote. That is not a democracy, Harris said of the expulsions. In a democracy, she said, you don't silence the people, you do not stifle the people, you do not turn off their microphones when they are speaking about the importance of life and liberty. President Joe Biden also spoke to the three Democrats who have become known as the Tennessee Three during a conference call Friday ahead of Harris's visit. He thanked them for their leadership in seeking to man assault weapons and standing up for Democratic values, the White House said. He also invited them to the White House in the near future. Harris's hastily arranged trip to Nashville came after Tennessee House Republicans voted overwhelmingly Thursday to expel Jones and Pearson. Jones was expelled in a 72 to 25 vote, The vote to remove Pearson was 69 to 26. The expulsions have become a national flashpoint on the issue of gun control and race. Upon arriving in Nashville, Harris met privately with the three Democrats at Fisk, which hosted a gathering of community leaders to support the expelled lawmakers. Afterwards, she met with other Tennessee Democratic lawmakers and Nashville Mayor John Cooper. Pearson was met with raucous applause and cheers as he arrived for the event. They thought they could expel democracy, he said, expressing... Addressing rather the crowd from a stone platform, but we're still here, he said. In her remarks, Harris also praised students and other young leaders who converged upon the state capitol en masse to push for gun control after the school shooting, but haven't swayed the state's Republican majority. She encouraged them to continue the fight. I do, do believe that every generation has its calling, that there are moments in time when you find you are required and depend on your leadership, she said. And so in particular to all the young people this issue is going to require your leadership she said Harris renewed Biden's call for congress to pass a nationwide ban on assault weapons and high capacity magazines assault weapons were designed to kill a lot of people quickly and have no place on the streets of the civil of a civil society she said The trio of lawmakers were accused by Republican leadership of breaching decorum and floor rules for speaking at the House podium on March 30th without recognition. A bill to create a new Tennessee Monuments and Memorials Commission to review any petitions to remove or relocate historical memorials on public property advanced in the legislature last week. The measure, Senate Bill 1100 and House Bill 1025, led by Senator Janice Bowling, a Republican from Tullahoma, and Representative Ed Butler, a Republican from Rickman, would create a new nine-member volunteer commission appointed by the governor, Senate, and House speakers to review any requests to remove memorials. The new entity would take over the duties of the current 24-member Tennessee Historical Commission in reviewing waivers under the Tennessee Heritage Protection Act. The 2013 Act generally prohibits the removal of historic memorials on public property, However, waivers can be sought to remove historical monuments, a mechanism that has been used in recent years to remove a bust of Nathan Bedford Forrest from the state capitol, and reject efforts by Nashville Parks officials to remove a statue of a Confederate soldier from Centennial Park. The commission has made controversial decisions both in favor and against removing Confederate memorials, but the law re- creating it specifies its decisions may be reviewed by Davidson County Chancery Court the new bill does not contain any appeals language and it's unclear how parties could appeal the proposal new commission's decisions if enacted the historical commission would continue to review waivers it has received to date and to retain its other duties including maintaining state historic sites erecting historic markers and preserving historic cemeteries the measure passed out of the senate state and local government committee hearing last tuesday in a 7 to 2 vote 7 to 2 vote along party lines with only Democrats voting no. Williamson County historian Rick Warwick's latest book, Four Blocks on Main Street, has finally arrived. Warwick will host a presentation on the book and the photos inside on Tuesday, April 11th at 6.30 p.m. at the Franklin Theater. Admission is free and doors open at 6 p.m. Four Blocks on Main Street is a pictorial tour of Franklin's now-famous Main Street before it was charming and a destination. The purpose of this book is to show, the Main Street to show the Main Street today is not the same it was 30 years ago, said Warwick. There's been a great change in the buildings and the businesses. I'm treating this book as a trip down memory lane for old Franklin and a history lesson for newcomers, he said. Photos Warwick found from the late 1980s and early 1990s will show Franklin wasn't so charming. Renovations and updates in the 1960s covered the original architecture and charm of the buildings. Twenty years later, businesses were moving to the new strip malls along Murfreesboro Road, Highway 96. With construction on a mall in the Cool Springs area about to begin, members of the Downtown Franklin Association realized downtown could become a ghost town. Thirty years ago, businesses were in dire need of customers, said Warwick. Main Street didn't look much like much until the DFA started the rehabilitation project, taking down the facades to put they put up in the 1960s, he said. In the early 1990s, the DFA, working with business owners, spearheaded a plan to revitalize Main Street and return the charm Franklin had back in the 1930s when it was the center of life for Williamson County. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Nashville musicians and songwriters stand with the Covenant School and Covenant Church for a night of joy, restoration, music, and memory, taking place on Wednesday, April 12th at Belmont University's Fisher Center. You can find tickets at www.thefishercenter.com. Performers include Chris Tomlin, Catch Secor, Lady A, the Warren Brothers, Thomas Rhett, and Carrie Underwood.